All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, June 12th of 2023 here. Looking ahead, we got a seven-game B main slate today. We have game five of the NBA Finals tonight. Uh, looks like we also have NHL returning tomorrow, and we also have the U.S. Open teeing off on thursday morning here so it should be a fun action-packed week of dfs for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew i'm one of the coaches over here at saber sim it's a show where we go over how to use the saber sim app answer any and all dfs related questions questions can come in from support you can always reach us at support at sabersim.com questions come in live in the youtube chat and questions also come in in the office hours channel in our discord server if you're not in our discord there is a link in the description below to get joined up and if you are not joined up with saber sim want to check us out want to know what we are all about First and foremost, we do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, to answer any questions, strategy-related, how to use the app, etc. here. And uh, also, we have a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial, which you can find details to in the description of this show. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, looking ahead, looks like we have a couple questions in the YouTube chat from FV. I have two questions in the Office Hours channel in Discord, but aside from that, not too much going on here. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. But going to start with what came in in the Discord first here, and we'll get to all the questions before the end of the show, as always. So first question here said, uh, what is a good way to find teams that have been scoring lots of runs? Would that be a positive aspect to add to a person's process here? Okay, so so really good question. Uh, what I would say is, you know, all, all of these games are, I would say, um, more treat them more independently from, from these teams, right? Uh, so, you know, yesterday was Sunday. Uh, the Red Sox might have just finished a series against the Yankees where they were playing – you know, facing Garrett Cole, maybe their run total wasn't as high. But then, you know, come Monday, they're still at home. Colorado travels to Boston to play them. And then now their run total is up at around six runs expected here, right? So I, I think that, you know, looking at, you know, who a team ha has faced yesterday versus who they face today is, is probably uh, not going to lead you in the right direction here. I would say, you know, the great thing about this game, right, is it's daily fantasy sports, right? So each and every day is is a new puzzle to solve, right? Uh, putting these pieces together, looking at, you know, who they're facing today, uh, who they faced yesterday, not so important, right? So I would say, you know, try and focus on the matchup at hand rather than look at, you know, what, what a team has done in, in the recent past here, right? I don't think that's going to be a huge value add for you there. Uh, but that kind of just rolls into this second question here. And second question says, does a pitcher with a low projection mean that he is facing a good team that he could potentially struggle against? So so the simple answer to this question is yes. Um, the only place I would say to exercise caution with this is, is uh, looking at how many pitches the player is going to throw here, right? So one thing that I would check is, you know, you come down here to the bottom uh, you see somebody like Matt Strom here, you know, 7,900 salary. I think this relief pitcher position uh, gives it away a little bit here. But, you know, he he's only projected for six points. You might say like, oh, you know, uh, decent salary pitcher, low projection. He's probably going to struggle against Arizona. Uh, but 
but that might not be the case, right? Maybe he's opening, right? So if you're on the Saber Sim Pro Plan, you have access to all of our detailed stats. I would always come over here and check, you know, how many pitches this person is expected to throw. So Matt Strom only projected for 40 points here. Uh, so this is kind of a scenario where he is probably acting like an opener, you know, maybe throwing two innings, maybe three innings, probably at most here. And then they're basically going with like a staff day. So I think a couple things that can give that away is uh, this, this relief pitcher position here, but also similarly, you know, are there other pitchers from the same team here? So like we see Strom from Philly, at six points. And then we also see Dylan Covey for six points as well. So the way it's looking for me is uh Strom opens and then Covey probably comes in second here and uh, follows him. Right. So another good option for you here is uh, probably baseball reference, which we talked about a lot last week doing research outside of Sabersim. You can go and look at the game logs for Strom and see uh, what, how many pitches he's been throwing, you know, how many innings is he uh, throwing when he gets a, uh, when he gets in the game, right, you can see uh, when's the last time he threw, right? So maybe, you know, he's had a week off and maybe that opens the door for him to throw some more pitches. You could also use uh, Rotowire, which was another website that we talked about last week. You could search his name and see if there's any any, any indication about, you know, him, uh, how many innings he's supposed to throw, how many pitches he is supposed to throw and try and do some additional research that way here. But then, you know, a Connor Seabold is probably the opposite example where, uh, Low salary, low projection, 72 pitches, which is way more than Strom's 40 here. Uh, we, we are expecting him to struggle significantly. And then that's also reflected by the Boston run total here. So you can kind of put these pieces together, uh, use them in conjunction, and then figure out what uh, indications you want to make about how you think the slate is going to play out for certain teams. But I think in general, you know, uh, low salary, are uh i'm sorry low projected point pitchers are definitely expected to struggle on average here but good question uh good two questions there i see uh sammy is typing in the discord but i'm going to jump over to the youtube chat for the meantime here while we wait for sammy to finish his question so first question in the youtube chat from fv said what would be the easiest way to build five three stack lineups with two specific teams with only 30 percent exposure in a 20 lineup build uh example casey and then there's a second one uh casey and red Sox, 30 percent, and then let saber build the rest with 70 percent saber help uh two different teams from two different matchups here okay so it sounds like what you want are 30 percent of your 20 lineups. So that is uh, six lineups that are a KC Red Sox 5-3 stack. And we can we can see how this would work, right? So let's build some lineups here, and then we will talk about the best way to find these lineups. So I'm going to do, you know, 20 max, probably 10 to 50K. I think it's totally fine here. I'm just going to build 500 lineups, and then I'm going to run this, right? Made my two adjustments in the home screen. So now what I'm going to do is I'm not going to set any rules. I'm not going to do anything to force any lineups from those teams. What I'm going to try and do first is see if I can just go into the post build and then find these lineups naturally, right? I mean, the one thing is that Red Sox are very high run total here. So I'm expecting to see uh, quite a lot of them in the post build here. But if I want to find this specific stack type, uh, first good sign is that we have a lot of five threes in our pool. We have 158 
total 5-3 lineup. So what I'm going to first do is use these magnifying glass icons, and I'm going to filter for this stack type. And then when I go to my team stacks, what I'm going to do is I'm going to filter for KC, and then I'm also going to filter uh, for Boston and then see if I can find any of this team together. So I found one lineup only here, and it is a uh, Boston KC 5-3 stack. So not getting enough of those in conjunction here in my post build lineups. Um, you know, that could be for a number of reasons, you know, this could be related to salary restrictions. Like when we put these two teams together, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a lot of salary being used, right? Maybe there's not. So, so I would say be, be a little careful with these teams, but if we wanted more of these teams in conjunction here, uh, what we could do is the way I would suggest handling this is go back to the home screen and probably give them a uh, team total boost here. So maybe I want to favor Boston a little more. Maybe I want to favor KC a little more. By adjusting these team totals and then hitting the apply changes to game, what you are doing is you are changing the mean team total across our sims. So basically we had Boston at six uh, implied runs here as the average across all the Sims by increasing it to 6.5. What you're doing is you're telling the builder, Hey, let's say we have 5,000 Sims of this game. I want to exclude the Sims where Boston scores, you know, really low, like zero. And then we are just going to trim Sims off of the effective pool that we can pull from where Boston scores really low until Boston's new team total gets to 6.5 here, right? So maybe we go from 5,000 Sims available to 4,500 Sims available. And we have we have uh, trimmed Sims from this game that we cannot see, right? So, but what we know is that, hey, the lowest Sims with Boston are not available to us anymore, which is exactly what we want, right? Since we are boosting them, telling the builder that we want more of them. And then doing the same thing for KC stack. The great thing is that this has an effect on a game level here. So it'll have uh, updates to every player in the expected lineup here. And then as well as players on the other side too, right? Because we are affecting the Sims on a game level here. So it has some minimal impact to Colorado here as well. But, and then, you know, same thing for Casey. Uh, I think these game adjustments are uh, really, really innovative here. And I think that uh, they work better than just adjusting individual players or anything like that. So then second thing I'm going to do, run a new build and then see if this has the impact that I wanted, where I can now take advantage of uh, of this the way that I was trying to in the first build. So I'm going to do the same exact thing, go to my stack types, uh, filter for 5.3, and then I'm going to go to my team stacks. I'm going to filter for Boston, and I'm going to filter for KC. And then now instead of only having one lineup, I now have seven five threes and I actually have two in my top 20 already. So then if I want 30% of 20 lineups, that is six lineups, right? So then what I'm going to do, I'm going to use this lock icon on the first six lineups that come up. Basically what this does is that it guarantees that uh, the lineups that I am locking will always be a part of my set here. So then I can just lock all six of the lineups here. And then now when I turn off these filters, those six lineups are going to be part of my set here, which I can see uh, some of these lineups are locked. I could reduce my number of lineups back down to 20 
It'll make sure that those lineups stay part of my set here, which I can see one lock, two lock, three lock, four lock, five lock, six lock. So now I have uh, 30%, five, three stacks of Boston and KC, which I can see here. And then all the rest of your lineups are coming from SaberSim suggestions here. But then if you were to make any further adjustments here, uh, the builder is going to prioritize those six lineups and then move other lineups in your pool around accordingly here. But that is how I would suggest going about trying to find a specific percentage of a certain stack type and then letting SaberSim fill out the rest of your lineups here. But really good question. Let me know if there's any follow-up there. Uh, continuing down here from Noah. Hey, how do the Sims take into account a player like Tyler Hero for NBA showdown on DK? He has been out for injury, so his minutes may not be a full load, even though he is questionable. Uh, does he make an optimal line? Uh, yeah, so this is a really good question. So Tyler Hero expected to be available tonight for the Miami Heat. Um, honestly, this is really going to come down to information that comes out you know from from the coaches from the team right uh is he gonna start is he not going to start uh are there gonna be is there gonna be like a pregame interview with the coach where where he gives out a little tidbit saying you know uh hero is going to be limited to around uh 15 minutes tonight right so i would say you know look look for any uh news on twitter you know underdog nba is a great news aggregation source uh, you know, if, if something comes out from a beat reporter or something like that, they'll usually be able to take in that information and uh, post it on their own uh, Twitter account here. So, you know, beat reporters, NBA reporters, um, team interviews, like things like that are going to are going to be really important here. Uh, we have him at an 18 minute projection right now. I would expect this to update throughout the day. And then, you know, based on whatever this minute projection is, uh, if he is showing up in your post builds, that means that he was optimal for a sim, right? So the interesting thing is is how low his salary is, right? Very close to guys like Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin. All these guys are in that 5K range. Uh, we don't know how healthy he is. So I would say that this is inherently a very murky situation here. So if, if you can, uh, you know, find information in regards to his status and update his projection or minutes accordingly here, maybe you want to use the SaberSim fantasy points per minute, but update the minutes, right? So then the way you would do that is you would take 15.91, divide it by 18.87 to figure out his fantasy points per minute here. And then you get, uh, if, if that is, you know, 0.8 or something like that, then you could take your 0.8 multiply it by your new minutes that you are suggesting. Maybe, maybe you think he's going to play like 24 minutes, 25, and then update his projection accordingly. Right. So uh, this is going to be inherently really interesting situation. It'll be even more interesting. If Miami comes out with a win tonight, we see how Tyler Hero does. And then I think that, you know, his next game game six projections would be probably more accurate. Uh, so don't be afraid to, to maybe even take a stand, right. You saying like, Hey, I think that Tyler Hero is going to come in and they're going to use him as much as he can, right? Maybe he, maybe you take a stand that he plays 30 minutes. Maybe you take a stand that, you know, he only gets in the game a little bit here. So uh, don't be afraid to, to get your hands dirty with Tyler Hero specifically. All right. Um, 
follow-up here from FV. What if on the homepage you use the team stack option? If I like Boston, then it drops down and opens every other team to link with them or just add five for min players with them and three for KC. So getting back to our other example, I think that's a fine option. Um, I don't I don't mind that particularly here. I think that, you know, if you're only looking for six lineups with these team combinations, I think that, you know, by forcing it, maybe you're you're just forcing a lot of lineups. So, so yes, to answer your question, you could come to Team Stacks. You could say, hey, um, I want to use these combinations here where I am using Boston and, um, and KC together, right? And then maybe I want to say minimum... You can only use a minimum of five here. So, so this is where it gets interesting, right? I could say that, hey, I want to use five players for Boston, but you can't really control how many players you get for KC um, as a secondary stack, right? So I think that's where it gets like a little interesting. I also think it gets interesting um, on how many lineups you're basically forcing into your pool here. Uh, so, so there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes into play here. The, the, the biggest hurdle really to what you're trying to do is that when you set lineup rules, you cannot set a rule for a percentage of your lineups, right? You can't say, Hey, I want to build, I want this rule applied to, to apply to 20% of my pool that's built. I think that's the biggest hurdle here. Uh, we are working on some updates, you know, to try and um, aid in this process here. So there's, there's been a lot of requests, you know, re re similarly related questions here. And the team is hard at work on, on some really cool updates that I can't speak too much about, but it will definitely help out this specific situation that you are trying to accomplish here. So I personally think it's better to set less rules and, and be a little less restrictive with the builder, but you could try and do something where you set a minimum five players to Boston and then uh, you come to KC and then you say, Hey, I want to use uh 20% KC with Boston, and then I want to use 20% Boston here. Uh, so so you could give this a shot and and see what it looks like here, but I would just uh be a little careful with that overall. So that's gonna like take some testing. So come in here, you know, mess around with these settings, uh, run some test builds and see if it's giving you the output that you want. I just think that you know, with the team totals here, you could probably get to the same outcome. Uh, with with a little less intervention on your part in the home screen here. So that's that's all I was really getting at. But good follow-up. And uh, jumping back to the Discord, this is actually our last question at the moment from Sammy. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. We're going to hit this one from Sammy here. And, and before before that, FV said, awesome, thank you for the help. Yeah, man, happy to help out. And I, I think that you're going to be a big fan of some of the new updates coming in uh, down the pipeline here. All right, Sammy said, what is the best way to play single entry contests? Is it better only doing one on the build builder regardless of amount of personal entries? Or should you just X amount in play? If it is just one, should unique random be the selective way? Or what will be the recommendation, last not least, how viable is using Geomean while only playing single entries? Thank you. Okay, so basically what Sammy is saying, um, you know, single entry strategy. So one thing that I think it depends is, you know, are you playing a number of single entries, right? If you're playing along the lines of the DFS profit plan, the profit plan says, hey, play up. Uh, 
25 to 50% of your bankroll on any given night in single entry and three max contests, right? So you might be playing single entry, but you might be playing five single entry contests, right? So that's one question that you're going to have to know here. Um, I think regardless of whether you're playing one lineup or, you know, five single entry lineups, one thing that I like to do when I approach a single entry is I like to look at a number of lineups and then kind of wiggle my way down, right? So if, if I'm playing a single entry, uh, you know, you could just come in here and, and you know, leave this set at one and then just play the top lineup that you're given here. But if you want to, you know, look at this a little, a little broader, right? Maybe open this up to 10 lineups and then look at the top 10 lineups and then see who is coming up the most, right? So it looks like we really like Tampa Bay here. Uh, they, they seem to be, you know, fairly owned, but nothing too crazy in like the 10 percent to 20 percent range here uh which is totally fine playing oakland and uh we're, we're rounding that off with the boston three stack which we saw was the biggest implied run total of the day at the moment here so you can look at a you can look at a, a group of lineups here one thing that i think is interesting is that you know usually um a, a lot of these lineups at the top of your pool are pretty close in expected value here i've heard matt say on shows that uh he thinks that the EV from, you know, lineups one through 20 is a lot closer than the EV from, you know, lineups uh, 20 through 100 here. You can see a, a big drop off. I, I think I'm quoting that correctly here, but basically, you know, the EV, all these lineups is probably fairly close. And then it starts to uh, decline at a much greater rate as you go through 20 through 40, 40 through 60, 60 through 80, 80 through 100, et cetera here, right? So that's why I'm kind of open with playing any of these top lineups. I like to look at a group, uh, figure out, you know, where I want to take my stands, who who I'm most comfortable playing, and uh, look at it that way. But that's just one lens. If you're playing a one entry, five entries, you know, increase this, maybe like two, three X, how many entries you're playing, and then, and then uh, look at it a little broader and then work your way down, right? Maybe you start to um, narrow this down like, hey, you know, maybe I only want to play five, three stacks, right? So then you get rid of your five twos and then uh, you, you, you figure out some other thing that matters to you where you can uh, take advantage of that and wiggle it down further, right? And then maybe at one point, uh, you're, you're okay with the five lineups you're looking at, and then you just uniquely random fill them across your single entries here. All right. Second part of this question was uh, how viable is using GeoMean while only playing single entries? So that that question depends, you know, are you playing classic slates or are you playing showdowns, right? You can play single entries for NBA showdown. You can also play single entries for main classic MLB slates, right? So in general, I would say that GeoMean is going to be most viable in showdown slates in, you know, NASCAR, MMA, uh, NBA showdown, MLB showdown, uh, League of Legends as well, you know, maybe CSGO, like some of these, some of these uh, frameworks where you're playing six players in your lineup from a very condensed pool, right? I leave PGA out of that because PGA has these very large fields uh, and you don't see too much duplication toward the top of these PGA contests more often than not, right? So if, if you're playing classic slates, I would say, don't worry about it. I think if you're playing any type of showdown format, I am totally on the GeoMean train. I think it is very viable for those specific contest types here. Okay, uh, great question. I hope I got all of that here. If I missed any part of that, just let me know, trying to uh, cover as much of it as I can here. But with that being said, those are all the questions that we have at the moment here. So 
While I wait for any last questions to roll in here, just wanted to let everybody know that if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, you guys should be. Uh, Owner's Box is a smaller DFS site that we partnered with at the beginning of the MLB season here. The contests tend to overlay very frequently here. Uh, you can find full overlay. You can find no rake. You can find reduced rake. I think it's very important to take advantage of those type of contests in the 2023 DFS ecosystem here. Uh, the the user base is going to be generally softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yaku here. One thing that we always talk about is if you are, you know, the 10th best poker player in the world, but you are sitting at the table with the other nine better poker players, then you, you are now the worst player at the table. So contest selection is going to be a huge, huge advantage for you. So playing over on owner's box can only help you in that regard. Also, if you use promo code Saber or SaberSim, when you sign up, they have a $500 deposit bonus, and then we will track your entry fees, and you can earn free months of SaberSim just by playing over on their site here. And then each time you cash in on one of these free months, we will reset your tracking to zero, and then there is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn overall here. So I think this is a great advantage for our users. Uh, a lot of other sites are not really pushing owner's box. So I would take advantage of the soft contest while they last here. But with that being said, I think we are going to call it there. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if anybody has a question while they're building lineups throughout the day, drop it in the office hours channel. Let it sit there until tomorrow. Gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with at the beginning of tomorrow's show. But until then, good luck in all of your contests, everybody. Take care. I will see you all tomorrow. Thanks. Bye.